Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi, welcome and thanks for joining us for this edition of Saturday Strategy, the original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny and I'm your host. We've got some great practical information from our guest in this episode. So if you're driving or getting on with other stuff, we'll give you all the links in the show notes or better still why not subscribe to the saturday strategy weekly email news update now it's a few days into lockdown now and we're really starting to think maybe about what we should be doing in our business for when the world returns to normality and what we can do during this time to make the most of what we've got um so we're going to be looking at um, some practical steps and uh, looking at how we can put those into place right now. Today we're joined by a real marketing expert, Teresa Heath-Waring, who it's, um, who's going to provide us with some great tips on how we can develop our business right now during lockdown. Teresa's background is really impressive. She started out her marketing uh, journey as uh, head of corporate marketing for Land Rover before moving into the world of agency marketing and then setting up her own agency some 10 years ago. Since then, she's in great demand. And just in the last year, she's completed over 26 transatlantic flights to go and speak to audiences and crowds and um, other assembled bodies around digital marketing and uh, how to grow your business um, online. She's voted number 10 in the top 30 marketers that inspire. She's UK mar- one of UK's marketing influencers. And um, she's also developed an online academy. Now, one of the things I thought would be useful to bring Teresa on is that she's had a five-day challenge with her academy about things to get on with right now during lockdown to really kickstart the business um, during this difficult time. And uh, Teresa's going to very kindly share some of those ideas. Teresa, welcome to Saturday Strategy. Hi, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's it's, it's great. Um, I don't mind doing a little reveal. This is our second introduction, isn't it? Because I forgot to <laughs> press record. But do you know what? We're human. We make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is about where we got to. So, Teresa, you heard the introduction there about um, the five-day challenge. Do you want to sort of just talk us into um, why you um, started that off and really some of the uh, some of the goals and targets you had for people and how that can help uh, listeners right now? Yeah, no worries at all. So, for me, I've done a lot of things online. I, my whole life has been pretty much, my work life in these last few years have been totally online. So in one way, this what's happening right now isn't a whole lot different from my everyday life. However, one thing I've noticed is during this time, businesses are understandably having a bit of time where they're panicking about it, they're worried about it. It's obviously had a big effect on their day job. And then what could happen and some of the people in the academy this is starting to happen to them they're kind of then almost carrying in a corner thinking I don't know what else to do now and what's interesting for me is one thing I'm told all the time by the entrepreneurs I work with is they have no time and now is the time that you have more than enough time so you can't do your day job you can't do the thing you're doing so now instead of pausing and waiting for it to sort of get better which don't get me wrong I think if we all thought we could hide under the duvet and wait for this all to go away we would (laughs) but instead of doing that it's about now using your time as effectively as possible but not only that because we're in a world where we can google anything and 
as entrepreneurs, we're often overwhelmed by everything that we can put, that we can find on a subject. So what the aim was really was to come up with very five clear and simple steps and actions that they can take so that they get the work done. And then what we did is every day um, we put a new lesson out. It was very short, very succinct, about eight, 10 minutes long. And then on the Monday, on the Wednesday and the Friday, we went live. And therefore they could not only learn, but then they could ask the question about, is it relevant to my business? Because that's the thing, when we're learning online, sometimes we don't know that. And not only that, we. I sort of used the group to motivate them to do the work. So I set them challenges every day. I gave them little prizes just so that they could feel supported along the way. So like I said, the idea was, even if they don't feel comfortable going out and publicly sort of trying to promote their business at this time, they could essentially get all the work done, plan it all, sort it all. And then when they are ready, they can then go out and do this thing and they're going to be ahead of most other people when all this gets to well some normality whatever it's going to come out at the end yeah. so that game just to get them to do something yeah nice very nice i think that echoes the way we try to approach things at goods are great we always say that uh, coaching without learning or learning without coaching don't work you need the two so you've got accountability i think that's the model you're pretty much putting in isn't it Absolutely, because that's the thing, isn't it? We've, like I said, I've spent thousands in the past of online courses and things, and they've been great. But without that accountability, yeah, you know, other stuff gets in the way, doesn't it? Absolutely. So, Teresa, why don't you lead us into the five-day challenge and how that's worked for you and for your members? So. Day one, we started off with the basics. And I think uh, people yawn when they hear me talk about this all the time. But honestly, it's so important. So day one, we focused on who is your perfect customer. And we put together our customer avatar. So basically, all we look at is who do you want to sell to? Who is the perfect person that you want on your list that will hopefully then buy from you in the future? And rather than just looking at demographic information, which I know you know, lots of us do and we're very good at, we'll look at their age and their location and if they work and what type of job they might have. I wanted people to go a lot deeper because the more we can get to know that customer, the more we can really start to understand them and we can talk to them on their level. So the other areas I asked them to look at and to map out was behaviors, aspirations, and motivations. So what sort of things did they know about their customer in that section? Then I wanted them to list out their pain points. So what are the issues that their customers are having? And then how does their product or service solve that issue? So one thing I like to say is if someone comes to the academy, they're not coming into the academy because they want to be a marketing genius. They're coming into the academy because they want more customers. So it's not the fact of, you know, their pain point isn't, oh, I need to know everything there is about marketing. Their pain point is, I want more customers. So I wanted them to think about this so that they could really understand who their customers were. And how do we how do we do that, Teresa? You know, I'm sitting here with a blank piece of paper in front of me. What do I write in the middle of that piece of paper? What's the What's the first thing I need to put down? So we start with the basic stuff. So we do start with the who are they yeah and the way i like to think about this is pick someone that you're currently working with that you think to yourself god if i could have 10 of them my life would be easy (laughs) awesome yeah you know that would be perfect yeah and then profile them and then the other thing i would encourage people to do is now again we've got the time is ask these people if you can interview them and ask them why did you come and work with me what was the one thing that you wanted fixing what was your problem because hearing their language is really really important because that's the thing that's going to then resonate with someone else who's in the same position because then the idea with this exercise is 
they should be sat there and whatever you then put out from a marketing point of view, they should be thinking, oh my God, Teresa, did you just jump in my head? Like, <laughs> are you really thoughts? That's that's the kind of perfect you want. That's the kind of aim you're, you're trying to get to is that they honestly think you're reading their thoughts. Okay, so that was day one. That's a lot of stepping back and having a think, isn't it, before you go. What, what, did, you, what did you sort of set them for day two? So day two was now taking a pain point and I asked them to pick one pain point, the strongest pain point ideally, and I asked them to think of giving them a reason or giving your customer a reason to be on your list because let's face it, there's not thousands of people sat there thinking oh I just wish Teresa would tell me that she's got a list because I really want to be on it no one is thinking like that they're thinking about themselves and their own pain points so if you create something for them and this is called a lead magnet so you're going to create a lead magnet for them and you're going to say to them here is a solution to your problem and I'm giving you that solution for free. You just need to give me your email address. Now, obviously you don't say it in that language, but that's a, essentially what the, the transaction is. So what they're, they're having to give you is their time and their email and you're gonna help them with their problem. So let's take an example of if you're a fitness instructor and now people are working from home and they can't go to the gym and they want to maintain their level of fitness at home. So you could create a lead magnet, uh, a document, a download, a PDF or a video or something that says, here are five exercises you can do from home that will be as effective as if you were in the gym. Now, if I'm your ideal customer and I needed that, then I would think, brilliant, you're solving that pain point for me and you're giving me those, those five tips, those five ideas. And then I give you my email uh, address and I download or I get the download or I get the video or whatever it is for free. So the idea is, like I said, you're looking at your pain point, you're looking at what the problem is they've got and how can you fix it. Now, you're only going to fix it in a smallish way but what I want you to think is give them a quick win and I want it to be good like don't say these are five ways to do this and actually they're rubbish <laughs> it needs to be good because the point is they they put their faith in you they've given you their email address they have given you their time to read this thing and I don't want my time wasted and they're not going to think very favorable of you if it, it is whereas if they download it and go this is brilliant then they're going to go and look at what else you do what other content you've got and they're going to want to check out your site and then if it comes to the point of selling to them they're going to be much more favorable so you need something that you can offer them that's going to help them with their pain point that they can download for free and this is essentially we're talking here about a test drive aren't we yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it does a few things. One, it gets them on your list. Mm -hmm. Two, it gives them a chance to see what you're like and to experience some of your content and to see if you actually do know what you're talking about and you do offer some value and help and that sort of thing. Um, and then also three, for you, it's what I like to call a hand raiser. So basically, you know, I have a podcast as well and I have you know, each episode probably has about a thousand downloads at the moment. And basically, I don't know who those people are, you know, because they're not reaching, unless they're reaching out to me through DM and Instagram or whatever. So what I can do on the podcast is give them something that says, you know, if you've enjoyed this episode, you're really going to love this thing. And then that's showing me that they're raising their hand going, yes, Teresa, I am listening to your stuff, but I, I really am interested in this mm. because they 
have gone to the effort to go and download that thing. Awesome, awesome. And I, I'm, I'm guessing there aren't many businesses that you can't think of some kind of lead magnet for, isn't there? Seriously, I'd like your listeners to come and find me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm there most often and challenge me because I swear I could come up with a reason. Product is often the one that people get nervous with because they think, well, I don't want to give away product. And you don't have to give away product. You can do a competition. You can do an offer. You can do a discount. You can do a free trial if it's an online thing. Um, and then you can still give away knowledge. Like, mm. So let's say um, we had a gym client for quite some time. And if you didn't want to give away the gym, which is totally understandable, you could give away a download of five amazing recipes to use with gin. Um, so, you know, I think that's a really kind of good idea that you can use, even though it's not necessarily a product. Mm. Awesome. Okay, so once you've done that, day three looked at much needed tech. So the thing about all of this is it's got to be automated. You can't be doing this. It's absolutely fine for maybe one or two a week, but when you start getting more than that, when you get one or two a day, this honestly has to be automated. And there are the best systems out there, really, really good ones. I gave everybody sort of a six, I think it was in total, of ones that are really good. So starting from your basic, which is your cheapest, your easiest, but not brilliant when it comes to some of the cool stuff it can do. So MailChimp and MailerLite are probably those two that you want to start with if you're just starting out and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money on an email system. But they will do some automation. They have a pop-up box. They have a landing page builder for the free version. And you want a landing page because basically that's where you're going to send them to get the thing and then automation will allow you to, once they've opted in, it will just send the email on your behalf. And then if you're kind of looking at something a little bit smarter, but a little bit more expensive, I'd be looking at active campaign or convert kit. And then if your business is online and you are working very solidly online, which is where I am now, I use Kajabi. And I the reason I use Kajabi, it's, it's much more expensive, but it hosts my membership, it does my landing pages, it does everything. Or there's something called Infusionsoft, which I've used before, it was very expensive, but it's very, very smart. So depending on where you are, there's a few different options there, but you do need that tech and they all have great support systems in place. So, and, and literally, because funny enough, one of the things that I thought in the challenge is people are going to want to know how to do these things. But the point is I could literally try and do a video for every single platform out there. Whereas actually you can literally just go into YouTube and put how to set up a landing page with mail, um, mailer light or how to do a pop-up with MailChimp. And I swear you'll find the videos. So yeah. really accessible. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Very good practical stuff. I, I guess that might've taken more than a day for people to get that bit set up and to go through that process. Yeah, so that was definitely a case of what I wanted them to tell me by the end of that day is what they were going to go for and why. Okay. So obviously their setup was going to be a bit longer than that. Uh, but what I wanted them to come out with here was a uh, decisions made that they can then continue doing the work after the five days. Because obviously this is a big process. This isn't, you know, this isn't a two minute job, but I wanted them to be in a position where they knew there was no doubt in their mind what they were having to do. It was just a case of, right now I know the answers I need to just get on and do it so yeah. and yeah. and just as we're talking here about sort of you know mass emailing so we may only be talking about a list of 100 or we might be talking about 100,000 but essentially we are talking here about businesses or people that um, might legitimately be interested in our product aren't we absolutely and the things if you 
if you've got the pain point right and you've something that fixes that pain point then they're absolutely your customers yeah and the other reason for asking that question was i I do get a few people who are nervous because of a lack of understanding around um, the law and around gdpr there is no issue with gdpr with these platforms because they've all thought it through haven't they they've all put the right gdpr compliance in place so if you use one of these platforms you are de facto gdpr compliant am i right in saying that Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The, the platforms that I've just talked about are all GDPR compliant. Awesome, awesome. Okay, brilliant. I'm enjoying this, by the way. It's good. So what next? So day four is you've come up with that lead magnet, you've come up with the PDF or the whatever it is you've created, and you've got your system in place, so you've set up your sort of, you know, funnel, as it were, even if it's a very, you know, put your details in that pop-up box and therefore there's your thing is even if it's that short funnel and now you've got to get people to actually sign up to that thing because it's no good it's not like a case of oh if i built it they will come and just put it somewhere small on your website you've got to push that lead magnet out to as many people and in many places as you can think about so i want you to think about every way you can talk about this so you could have a pop-up on your site if you have a blog you could put it in a blog post obviously you're gonna put it on your social media and I don't just want you to put it once, I want you to talk about it again and again and again and again. Now obviously I post a lot on social media because that's my thing, but if you are doing a post every day, then maybe two times a week I want you to talk about this lead magnet and don't ever get nervous that people are going to get sick of it or they're gonna see it all the time because the chances are they won't. The chances are, you know the algorithm and and how people see your content that they're not going to get sick of it so you'll get sick of it you'll sit there thinking god i've seen that so many times but you're putting it (laughs) out there so don't worry about that it's fine um i want you to think about things like your cover image for your social media so your facebook and your twitter can you change that to talk about this lead magnet if you speak for a living obviously i'm not doing too much of that on stage at the moment but a lot of online can you include it in there uh if you're being interviewed if you're doing and you know when you are networking your 60 seconds if you've got an email list already what's the harm in offering it back to them put it on a flyer if you've got it on there if you send out stuff put it in a postcard or inside a package and um, and then obviously Obviously, one thing that I am a huge advocate of and I use a lot is Facebook ads and Instagram ads. They are very, very good. Um, They are something that you do need to know how to do. And it isn't just a case of hitting that boost button. But uh, and obviously, we certainly don't have time to go into it now. But I want you to at least think about it and at least have it in your head that that might be a possibility. But like I said, ideally, you want to create two or three different types of post for one lead magnet. So I have one where it's uh, it looks like it's spread out on a desk. I have one where it's on a clipboard. I have one when it's a picture of me. And then put those different types of images out on your social media again and again and again. Cool. Just in terms of promoting through paid social media advertising, a little tip if you're listening, if you're thinking about Boost Post, do not press that button. Go onto Teresa's site and actually get onto her academy and speak to her first because that won't do you any good. Just following on from there then, so we've, we've, we've put this out there. Um, I presume we, we need to have um, something to do with those leads when they come in, don't we? I, I, I find some, sometimes people generate a lot of leads and they can't deal with them. Uh, what's your advice on that? Yeah, so day five, basically, this is what this looked at. So we've got two things, really. We've Firstly, we've got the onboarding process. So what are you actually going to send them when 
they've signed up for this thing. So obviously the first thing you've got to do is immediately send them an email going, thank you, here is your whatever it is you've offered them. Um, and then I would normally send them two or three more emails that kind of introduces some other aspects. So for instance, let's say uh, one of my lead magnets is about how to uh, put together a good sales page and the 10 things that I or should be on a sales page and so therefore what I would probably do after that in the onboarding emails is I might direct them to a podcast episode where I talked about it or I might suggest actually in order to do this you need to do this and here's a little workbook or here's something else so I try and add some value at that point as well but then once you've kind of done those onboarding emails whether it's just the one or whether it's three or four um what are you going to email them now I am saying this through experience and I was a fool, okay? So I had built my email list. I had done 800 people in a space of about three weeks. I hit upon a brilliant lead magnet, didn't know it was going to go so well, suddenly built my email list. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, and then I never emailed them like an absolute fool. I just collected them like stamps. And it got like so many weeks in and I was thinking, what am I doing? Why have I not emailed anybody? And I sat there and I had a word with myself and I was like, that's stuck. So I emailed my whole list and said, do you know what? I've not taken my own advice. I should have been emailing you. I haven't. And I'm going to now email you every single Wednesday. This is what I'm going to be talking about. This is what I'm going to be sharing. And I actually wrote an email. I was tempted to get my copywriter to write it. But if you wanted to hear from her, you'd have signed up to her list. So you're going to hear from me I'm going to write it it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be award-winning but it's going to come from me every single week and it's going to educate and entertain and hopefully make you laugh occasionally um so that's what I did so then from then on every single Wednesday they get an email and I like to sort of talk about this in two ways you're either going to do a newsletter or what I like to call a love letter so I do a love letter to my audience. I write it as if I'm talking to one person. It's not fancy, it's text only, and I talk to them like I would be writing to one person. So I ask them how their week's been, I chat away to them, I give them some ideas, and it's literally a letter. Sometimes there's not even a link in there. Whereas um, you might choose to do a newsletter. Neither one is right or wrong. It purely depends on your business. If you have a product that you're selling, then a newsletter is probably much more appropriate because um, you want to show pictures and, and different things. But then in terms of the newsletter, it's like, okay, what can you talk about? What are you going to say in that thing? So then I get is like, um, you know, you could share a latest blog, you could share a testimonial, you could share a tip that helps them. How often should we email somebody, Teresa? How often is not enough and how often is too much? What's that Goldilocks number? Oh, so this, again, it's tricky because it depends on the business you're in. So for me, I email them weekly um, because there's a lot for me to say. There's never not something I can say about some kind of marketing or running a business or, you know, sometimes it's just a story about being an entrepreneur. Um, but if you don't feel that you have enough to say, it's more about the value in the email. So if you're not, if you're struggling, then I wouldn't do weekly. I might do every other week. If you're something like an estate agent, let's say, then you're going to struggle keeping someone's interest every week or every other week because people are only interested when they're selling their house. So you might just want to do one every month as a touch base thing because what you're trying to do as well as add value, and that's the aim, but the second thing is trying to keep you front of mind so that when they do make the decision or when they are thinking, okay, I want to buy a certain product or I want to um, 
sell my house or I need to join an online academy that you're the one that springs to mind you're the one that comes up in their head so it's like I said really it's about the value so I would say once a month absolute minimum um and then probably anywhere between there and once a week it depends on your audience and think emails that you receive like there's some companies that email me literally daily or every other day and I still haven't unsubscribed I might not read them all but I haven't unsubscribed yet so again keep an eye on that you'll if you've just started a list or you're building a list and you just start emailing you're going to get a load of unsubscribes to begin with that's fine not problem don't be sorry about it in fact be pleased because they're obviously not your customers and all these systems i talked about one of the things that they do is they charge based on the number of people you've got on your list so the last thing you want is people on your list who are not going to ever buy from you or not going to ever be helped by what you do so for me it's a case of if they go that's cool that's not a problem um and to begin with you will get some unsubscribes because it's new and then just wait a bit and and check it settles down and if it doesn't then you might want to think about you know are you irritating them too much but i honestly don't think that'd be the case no Teresa, i think that's been uh, really really great and you, i presume you've had good feedback from your um, members oh, of your yeah. academy honestly it was it, it was such a fun i've never done a challenge like this before um we had non-academy people who could come in and do it as well if they signed up to it and they were just allowed to do the challenge and honestly, such great feedback. We had some great results. People finally getting kind of taking that action. They knew they had to do it, but they just weren't sure. And doing those lives was brilliant because like I said, for me, it's all well and good me saying, right, you need to do a lead magnet and explaining what it is. But what you really want is to be able to get on a call and go, Teresa, I've chose this, what do you think? And then me be able to give you that opinion back and, and help and support you in that way. So yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. Brilliant. Teresa, that's been awesome advice thank you very much really great uh, for you to share that with us today how do people find you Teresa so if you just literally go to your favorite platform or to google and search Teresa Heathwaring you will find me so I'm obviously on every social media but most often on Instagram and Twitter they're my favorites uh, and then website TeresaHeathwaring.com and uh, podcast marketing that converts but if you just search Teresa Heathwaring you'll find me We'll put all those links in the in the show notes. Teresa, thanks very much for coming today to share that with us. No worries. Thank you for having me, Johnny. So that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for sticking with us to the end, and I hope you enjoyed those practical steps that Teresa gave us. If you've got any feedback, please do give me a call or reach out on 07977-437-360. Um, WhatsApp's the best medium for that that's my personal number so it will definitely get through thanks again until next time and remember if you enjoyed it and you want to hear more hit the subscribe button wherever you're getting this podcast